Welcome back to Drone Boys. On this episode, we got Bob Prohl in the house. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Bob Kroll is a nationally known speaker and founder of With All Your Heart Institute, an apostolate that focuses on making others aware of how emotional wounds from their past affect our lives and our relationships, and methods for healing these wounds. He has received training through the John Paul II Healing Center, Elijah House Prayer Ministry, and has studied Master Levels Theology at the Augustan Institute. Bob enjoys reading, home building construction, coaching football and baseball, and early 80s pop music. Bob and his wife, Christine, live in Wisconsin and have four boys. Yeah, in the summer, I've been thinking, oh, it'd be great to live in Wisconsin or have a house there <laughs> because this has been a miserable summer here in Texas. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so yeah, if you know of anything, let us know. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wisconsin is perfect for the summertime. It's it's not too hot, not too humid. And uh, I love it up here. It's it's almost like heaven here. Awesome. But I got to go to work. And that's the, 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 the it's not quite heaven yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's life, right? So when you're living yeah. in Wisconsin, do you have to be a Packers fan? <laughs> no, you don't. There are remarkably, there's Bear fans up here. There are mm-hmm. Vikings fans and uh, very few and far between. But for the most part, almost anyone you know is a Packer fan. It's just a given. Okay. How about you guys yeah. down there for Dallas Cowboys? Is that Broncos? Oh, the Broncos. Uh, well, you, you guys can see my shirt here. You guys see my yes. shirt here. Uh, okay. Rocky Mountains. Right. I was there with my family this past June. Excellent. So yes. I got to go to Colorado and uh, Denver and beautiful, Excellent. beautiful area. Yes, yeah. very beautiful. That's for sure. In around Texas, you kind of have your variety, but in football, I think most of the people have to be Cowboys fans, at least in this area. But I watch baseball, so yeah, he doesn't. I'm an Astros fan. I think Chris yeah. likes the Texans, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, Mike McCarthy was a coach for the Packers, took him to the Super yep. Bowl. Yep, so right. uh, it, I, I used to be not a, a Cowboys fan, and now I kind of am because I, I did like Mark McCarthy. Good man. There you go. There you go. Excellent. Well, thanks for your book, uh, Bob. Yeah, The Father's Wound um, and Beyond. Awesome read. Loved it and loved the story. So like, our first question for you is basically just share your story of growing up and the struggles that you had and and how God healed you um, and your, your forgiveness. So we asked this same question uh, to Father Calloway. And of course, he has an hour version of the story, right. of his story. Right. And he gave us like a five-minute version. So I think that's a little too short. So, you know, give us some some good stories, maybe less than an hour, but you know, <laughs> but more than five minutes, if you don't mind. But And I, hopefully don't, we don't give away your whole book. But at the same yeah. time, stories are awesome. So, and I, I loved yours. So we, we can oh, break yeah. this up into like 15-minute segments if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, well, I appreciate you taking the time to read the book and Back in this past summer, I asked you, if, hey, can I, I'm looking to get my name out there, my book out there, and you were gracious enough to accept a copy and read it and actually get back in touch with me. So thank you guys for that. Um, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about my childhood growing up and how I got to where I am today and and uh, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, uh, just uh, my current situation right now, I am the, I've been married for 29 years to Christine. Uh, We have four boys, Kyle, Jared, Jason, Riley, ages 26, 24, 18, and 16. Um, Jared, my second oldest, has a grandson uh, born this past April, so I'm a grandfather already. So we live in some exciting times, and uh, two beautiful uh, daughters-in-law, Brooke and Gina, and uh, just love being a father, love being a husband, and I'm very blessed here uh, in Wisconsin. Um, one of my favorite quotes from one of our grandparents is in the area is like, man, if we would have known grandkids were this much fun, we'd have had them first. So, <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, yeah, yes. Little William, he's our grandson and uh, just a joy to be with. What a, what a blessing. Life is so precious and so wonderful. If you really, you know, if people really knew, you know, mm. they would defend it with all they have. Mm. So, so growing up in central Wisconsin, and Joe, I know you, you're Joe the farmer, right? What, what That's type right. of farming? Yes, what sir. Type of farming? Uh, cotton farming mostly. Okay. So, I we were dairy farmers. We had about 30 okay. cows and we raised oats and alfalfa and corn. And so, we did the field work as well as taking care of the animals. 
it was difficult uh, on a farmer's income uh, up here in Wisconsin. It's it's hard to make a living. And so with nine children, I was the oldest of nine. I had four or uh, five sisters, three brothers. And uh, so to, to make a living on a farmer's income, my dad struggled. And uh, so he did part time jobs on the side. And so he wasn't around as much and he tried to make ends meet. My mom took on part-time work as well when she could in the between raising the kids. And so to cope with the stress of of being poor and um, just their own childhoods, both of them had uh, fathers that, you know, my my two grandfathers, they drank a lot also. So we, we there was an alcoholic family that I grew up in. My mom and dad drank a lot. So there was a lot of alcoholism, which then leads to, unfortunately, in many cases, a lot of emotional, physical, and verbal abuse. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's what we had to endure as kids during those young years. And, you know, me being the oldest, I was the oldest of the nine. And and so mom and dad were probably a little less mature in their parenting. And mm-hmm. so um, I guess, I don't know, <laughs> you can argue, my, my siblings would argue with me, but sometimes some of the worst stuff happened to me, you know, in those youngest years. Um, so, you know, um, <clears throat> mom and dad would would go out drinking. Uh, babysitter would be there for us, but uh, um, they would stay out long hours. And and uh, there were times when dad would go out and mom's home by herself. And so she gets stressed out and starts getting angry and frustrated and takes out her frustration in us kids. Um, and, and dad, same thing, when he's trying to put together the uh, the farm and make things work, you know, making the crops uh, go into the ground with fixing the machinery during the springtime and tractors breaking down, machines breaking down, trying to make the animals, you know, uh, you know, feeding the animals and and milking the cows twice a day. Just a lot of work, just a lot of stress. And when you throw an alcohol in the mix, uh, you it's a depressant. And so mm-hmm. things just get even worse. And mm-hmm. so us kids were the 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 brunt of his fury unfortunately when he got angry you know there was a lot of yelling that took place and sometimes it was followed by physical abuse you know the mm-hmm. hitting slapping and and uh, the hair pulling all that stuff that isn't fun to talk about but um it's things that i'm not the only one that went through this you know mm-hmm. all over the world there's a lot of abuse of children throughout the world and so uh, I just happen to be part of that situation, but I want to talk about it and 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 get it out in the open because these are deep wounds that take place within us as children from our parents, and then we grow up with those same wounds that are hidden and buried and and the shame behind it. That's all. That's all placed in our heart behind a huge wall that's almost impenetrable because we just hide that shame and that pain. And I, I, I want to express how important it is to let go of that pain and shame that's been buried in our hearts. And so that as a child for me uh, was, was kind of some of the story that, uh, you know, laying that foundation of, of what happened to us as, as kids and me as a child. You know, there's, there's that, the, the neglect and abuse from mom and dad that we endured as kids. But it was always worse when it came from dad, because dad has an authority. You know, a a father has an authority that no one else in the world has. God, the father, the creator of heaven and earth, has an authority and he places an order within the universe. You know, the, the, the movement of every galaxy down to the movement of every electron obeys the physical laws laid down by the father. He just has that power and authority. And he's given that authority and power to us as human fathers. And so when a, when a dad here on earth does something or fails to do something to uh, a child, that has ramifications that are very devastating if it's a, if it's a negative event. So when, um, Tony, you've read the book there, you've got the book there, The Father Wound mm-hmm. and Beyond. I'll just give you a... Uh, a quick definition of of my uh, of the term father wound. 
The father wound is the emotional, it's, I'm sorry, the father wound is the long-term emotional pain that a person endures due to the absence of love from their father. Mm. So Mm. it's the emotional pain a person endures, the long-term emotional pain a person endures due to the absence of love of a father. And so it is long-term because often these wounds stay buried within us. We don't realize we have these wounds until we're much older, you know, in our 30s, 40s, 50s. Maybe we never even realize we have them. It's emotional pain because it takes place within the heart. You know, all that, all those feelings of shame and, and sadness and fear and all those things we lived with as a child still buried deep within our hearts. And uh, so long-term emotional pain because it hurts and that pain stays with us and comes out in ways that we don't even realize that it's coming out uh, by, by the frustrations, the addictions that we have, the sins that we that we just can't seem to get rid of. All of these bitter fruits is what we call them, these bitter fruits that we live with, these things that are the negative things within our lives that we live with. So that's like the, biblically speaking, you're th- talking about the, you know, in the Bible it talks about, you know, the sins of the father. Yes. You know, would that would be kind of a characteristic of that, I would say, or uh, uh oh God, what am I trying to say here? Uh it just reminds me of that, that connection. Yeah, yeah that biblical connection of the yeah. sins of the father. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes. The sins of the father perpetuated upon their children, and the, right. the generational thing continues oh, until yeah. healing can occur. Mm. And so uh, my book talks about that healing part. We'll probably get back into that a little later here. Sure. But uh, that definition of the father wound is something that the majority of people live with and don't even realize because as human fathers, guys, I would, I would assume that you would admit that we're just not perfect, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, t- Tony, Tony, how many kids do you have? I have seven. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. And, and, I have five. And, and Joe has, you have five. Joe has wow. five and Chris has Chris six. Has six. Chris, mm-hmm. That's amazing. Daughters. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Awesome father. So, so, you know, we try to do our best, you know, yep, absolutely. And, and we, we will still fail and those wounds are, are, occur. And sometimes they can be alleviated by the quick, Hey, I'm sorry. I did that. I screwed up. I, I'm sorry. I hurt you. Will you please forgive me? And oftentimes we don't even realize we're hurting our children or neglecting them. You know, yeah. The, the 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 absence of a father's love that I define within the father wound, it's mm. it can be one of two things. Abuse, which can be physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. But it can also be neglect where a father fails to do what he should do. You know, take the children to to church on Sunday or or uh, just ignoring them when the kids come home from school or when dad comes home from work and he just sits down in front of the TV and plops himself there for a few hours. And and instead of or, going out fishing on a Saturday or something or, or taking that special time with a child, that neglect is there and the child grows up with a hole in their heart because it hasn't been filled where it should be by a dad. So mm-hmm. that makes sense, guys. Oh, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And I mean, I, I can understand that. You know, I didn't have, I understand the whole farming and the dad being busy. My dad, when he was first, when we were young and he was on in the field constantly, we didn't have the technology we have now back then. And so, it, and it was all him. We have employees now that kind of free us up to do things. And, but we try to not make them work as hard because they have families yeah, as well that they right? need to spend time with them. Yeah. You know, we encourage them whenever they have family events to go do that. Just, you know, we try to promote their families as much as we can as well. Sure. But I remember that as a kid, it was just him until I was old enough to run the tractor. And I remember him pulling me out of school a few times to get (laughs) get a few things done when he fell behind. But uh, no, I get that. I understand that. I was fortunate enough where he didn't turn to alcohol. Um, But I remember my mom and dad arguing a lot about, you know, finances and stuff like that. Typical. Yeah. I mean, yep. you don't argue about money. I don't know what else you argue about. <laughs> so would you say the majority of people have a father wound? Yes. I, mean, I, I would say that. Yes. Okay. I you said that quickly that too. To so, yeah. uh, Yes. Be- wow. And because, and, and it all really goes back to the idea that we're just imperfect as human beings. Sure. And we, we 
we fail. Uh, simple mm-hmm. as that. And and I mean, just looking at this culture, yeah. they're they're yeah, uh, they're, they're it it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the when you first hear father, we was like, well, the culture just because there's no fathers. Yeah, you right. see a lot in the African American culture where there mm-hmm. are no dads. They're just right. You know. And that's a stereotype, but it's not just well, statistically, statistically yeah. speaking. Yeah. yeah, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's across yeah. the, the board. There, you know, fathers aren't stepping up to be fathers. But the right. crazy thing about it for me is, like, a lot of people just don't know they have a father wound. Like you said, they'll go their whole right. life and they have no idea. And then, so that's why I was intrigued by your book because I'm like, wow, do, do I? Do other people? Like, how many people in my life have had that? And it right. just, you're like one of the first to ever talk about it. So, and I'm sure there's others, but it's, if it's such a big deal and a huge problem, thanks for talking about it. Uh, Cause I think a lot of people have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the book of Malachi, that's the last book in the old Testament, right before the book of Matthew and the last verse in chapter four of Malachi says this, and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Mm. So that's you, know, you look at that that's the last verse in the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, mm. and and uh, you look at our world today, guys. I don't know if you've noticed anything yeah. lately over the last several years. Things don't <laughs> seem to be going so well. We seem to be no. getting more and more curses as time goes on. Sure, and I yeah. really think that has a lot to do with the breakdown of the family, as you guys sure. obviously know. But who is that head of the family? The spiritual head of the family should be mm. dad. He's yeah, the guy exactly. that should be in charge of things. He should be the guy that leads uh, mom and children spiritually in their lives. You know, um, I know moms, thank you for doing what you do um, and taking charge when you need to. Um but in my opinion, I think it's best when dad does it. Once again, going back on that authority thing, dad has the authority to say, hey, it's time for prayers. Hey, we're going to pray the rosary, whatever. It's time to get ready for church. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so it's it's dad that has that final say. And that's where, you know, it's not happening. Because like you mentioned, Joe, in, in the African-American community, that there's 70% of these kids are not being raised with a father in the home. Seven, zero, 70%. And you look That's at crazy. in our, in our prisons, we are way out of whack as far as the ratio of a black and white, you know, in as far as who's in our prisons. And that's mm-hmm. just an unfortunate thing. And, and I truly believe that has a tremendous amount to do with dad not being there in the home. But then there's other ways of dad not being in the home. I mean, because yeah, mm-hmm. he could physically be there. He could physically be yeah, there, but yeah. we would be stuck behind a phone or, yeah. or uh, right. on phone calls or workaholic or exactly. alcohol. Workaholic. Or, yeah. 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 So Sport. there's many ways of being an absentee father. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And, and you, you can look physically at, be there and not be there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you've there's there's dads who like to fish a lot and golf a lot and watch football. <laughs> NFL, college, whatever. And, you know, so many hours go by being wasted on things where time could be spent with, with their, with their children. And, you know, even the internet and the smartphones, social media, a lot of that stuff consumes too much of our time. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, um, you know, a, a happy medium, you know, you don't want to do too much, but, you know, sometimes it's nice to get away for a bit, but, yeah. The children and the spouse, your spouse, your wife, that has to be priority in life is is how I see it. And I think that's what we are not seeing in our world today. Yeah. If you could get all the men in one place in the whole world yep. and you had five minutes to talk to them, what would you say? I mean, <laughs> I knew yeah. you had something to say, but you had to boil it down and men, their attention spans, everything else. But you had sure. every man on earth. <laughs> what would yes. you say? Guys, take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say, I would start off by saying, Dads, you have no idea how important you are in the lives of your children. Mm. And then I would go on to explain, you know, that a child's heart is looking to be seen and heard and loved by dad. And when the child is not being seen and heard and affirmed and receiving affection, the hugs and kisses and just the attention from dad, they 
are they are longing for this attention and love from dad they are longing it's it's a built-in thing they desire that look at what we have with god the father guys God the Father desires our love, but little do we know that we want his love. Mm. And so when we don't receive love from our earthly father, that has a direct effect on our heavenly father. So dads, your importance here in life with your children also affects them spiritually. Because dads, listen, our ultimate goal in life is to get to heaven. If we don't do that, nothing else matters. If we fail at that, nothing matters. So dads, by by bringing that love to your children, we don't want that absence of love. We want that abundance of love. And guys, if, if you understood that, you would love your children in any way possible, as much as possible. And by showing that love to them, you are showing them the love of God the Father. So dads, you know, that absence of love um, often comes from the addictions that we have, like pornography and alcohol and drugs and addictions to TV and the internet and, and sports and all those addictions where love is absent. And we need to we need to find ways to realize the importance and the priorities we need to have as a dad that children and your spouse come first. You know, when when we think of priorities and order in life, as a person, you should prioritize God first, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, okay? Love your neighbor as yourself. Your nearest neighbor is probably your wife. She she should Mm -hmm. be your nearest neighbor and hopefully your best friend. Okay, Mm -hmm. so priority, God first, your spouse next, children then would come third. You know, if if you put the children before your spouse, well, then sometimes the marriages don't go the way they should. And sometimes it's separation or divorce. Put put your wife first. And if God is above her, he keeps things in proper order between the marital relationship. Get the marital relationship right. Then we get the children relationship, you know, the parent child relationship. Correct. So that's how you want to prioritize God, your spouse, children, everyone else. And then put yourself last. Keep that priority, keep that order, and things will go much better in life. So I guess those are the, about the few minutes mm-hmm. that I would speak to fathers uh, if yeah. I get, I was given that chance. And you guys yeah. are helping me by this podcast. You're getting, a, getting a, few, <laughs> a few fathers out there. Reach a few more, yeah. yeah <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, we're talking about father wounds, mm-hmm. and we're seeing in this culture how crazy it's become where – you know, people, boys think they can be girls. Anything goes. Anything goes now. And <laughs> right. it has been a lot of things, especially when we talk a lot on the program about the church, about how the women have stepped up and have done all the catechesis and all the evangelization. And the guys have just been, I'll take care of the collection plate. Mm-hmm. But it's time for us to take that role back as the spiritual leader of our house. But a lot of that, those wounds that we have caused by Letting yeah. the reins go, yeah, putting the reins down, or mm-hmm. not doing our jobs the way we're supposed to be doing. We we like doing the providing, but we're not doing the spiritual providing. Mm-hmm. Sure. So when we want to take those reins back and get back into it, there's going to have to be some forgiveness involved in a lot of that. Yes. How? I mean, how? I mean, and a lot of it, maybe even forgiving yourself, right? And yeah. that seems to be sometimes the hardest forgiveness of all. Mm-hmm. How does that play a role in this? In your father wounds. I'll tell you a little personal story about um, about that exact thing, Joe. And when you must know a lot about this, Joe, because wounds are healed based on the depth of our forgiveness. Forgiveness is there. We go. Forgiveness is the the key to the healing of our wounds. And so. Back when it was, uh, let's see, about 2010, I went on a men's retreat in Tallahassee, Florida. And the gentleman by the name of Dr. Bob Schutz, he wrote that book that you've got there, uh, Tony, Be Healed. He led this retreat. And this retreat was for about 100 men. And the focus was on uh, the wounds that we have and how we don't 
live out a full life as a, as a husband, a man, a father, because these wounds hinder us because we're, we're hurt and we, we close up our hearts to the world and we can't love like we should. So on this retreat, the, the team, Bob Schutz and his team, explained how we've been wounded by especially our father and that the way to get ourselves out of this issue of, of being wounded and being hurt so deeply is through forgiveness. And so we journaled throughout that weekend and there got to be a point, uh, so this is Thursday through Sunday. On Friday evening, I was able to spend some time with an amazing marriage and family therapist, a Catholic therapist who did just an amazing job. We sat down together for an hour or so. And, you know, some guys think of therapy. Yeah, I'm not ever going to do this. But it's a counseling thing. This guy's a counselor who's been led by the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit speaking through this guy. So, you know, don't, don't you know, don't whatever those, you know, thoughts you might have on therapy, counseling, whatever, you know, it, we all need it guys. We all need yeah, it. Absolutely. So, so here we have, we need Spirit. to change the name. We need to change it to coaching. There, there you go. go. Yeah, we can handle work. coaching. Yes. Yeah. We, yes. We, we can handle being coached, but maybe not counseling. <laughs> right. Right. So, so this guy's coaching me through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's, what he does is he brought me back to those times when I was a child and the pain, the neglect, the abuse, the fear, the shame, the anger that I had because of my father. Those emotions began to be released during this during this time with him. These emotions were buried so deeply. And sometimes, you know, how many times have you heard, you stop your crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah, you know, yeah. as a kid, you heard that. And it's like you're, you're being asked by your parents, you're being told by your parents to stuff your emotions. And so yeah. we, you know, don't be so angry. Stop being so angry. You know, we've heard these things and maybe we've even said them as fathers. So we're stuffing those emotions down. But, you know, an emotion thing, an emotion is something that just naturally happens. It, it just comes out. It's not something that we can necessarily control, you know, especially as a child. So anyway, here I am as a 40 some year old guy letting out these emotions from my childhood. And it was such a freeing uh, event to have that happen, to get these emotions out of there. I'm 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 just tearing up and 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 uh, and sobbing. It, it was something that uh, you know we're afraid to do as guys. Yet um, it continued, and it was such a, a wonderful release of these emotions. My heart was opening up, and then my 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 coach said, he said, <laughs> Bob, are you ready to forgive your father? And I said, yes, absolutely. There were people praying and fasting for me this weekend. And I said, yes, absolutely. I'm going to forgive my dad for anything and everything he had ever done. So he led me through a prayer of forgiveness. And, and I spoke the words out loud that, Dad, I forgive you. I forgive you for everything. And after that, uh, my coach prayed a prayer uh, to the Holy Spirit. Um, asking him, asking the Holy Spirit to just pour the holy chrism oil from head to toe, just douse me in this in this holy oil of of healing. You know, after I had forgiven my dad, and so I imagine I, my eyes are closed, and I see this this shiny golden oil just being drenched head to toe, mm -hmm. and that healing that that took place right then and there. And I uh, I go into a lot more detail in the book, but the the feeling I had after that, I was, it was the most amazing feeling of calm and peace that I had ever had in my entire life. And it was like lifting a, several tons off of my shoulder, off of my heart, because I had forgiven my father. And little did I know, I had put him in prison, but it was actually me who was in prison because of my unforgiveness, my resentment, mm -hmm. my bitterness towards my dad. I could tell you guys, I, as a child and as a teenager, I did not like my dad. I, I, I'll say it. I hated my dad. I hated my dad horribly. I was so angry for all the suffering he had caused me. And to know that this forgiveness and this burden had been lifted off of my shoulders was such a freeing event. And I'm so grateful for that moment. And 
the rest of that weekend was just amazing. I got to share my story with the leaders and the other guys there. And several other guys had gone through the same thing where they received healing. And, and in my book there that you have, Tony, The Father Wound, I've adapted from Dr. Bob Schutz. I got permission from him to use his 13-step process of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I go through that in detail in, in my book, starting on page 145, if you want mm-hmm. to look at that. But if you you can actually go through that process of forgiveness um, yourself, or you can have a friend or a family member walk you through that uh, process, and you're going to see things start to change in your life for the better. When you can start to forgive those who have deeply hurt you, you are going to start tearing away the, the the structure that has been built around your heart. Because, guys, when, when there is uh, uh, stones built around your heart, you, you kind of have a start of, uh, uh, you kind of have a heart of stone. And you can't love like that fleshly heart that we're called to have, that fleshly heart that loves like a true father would love. And so you start breaking down that stone barrier and you start allowing yourself to become all that you're meant to be. And that is to love one another, especially your 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 wife and your children. And by mm-hmm. breaking down that barrier, now you can do that. Now you can break down those barriers and love as a father and as a husband truly should love. And that's the message that I want to share with so many men out there. Guys, you've been wounded by your father. You've been wounded by your spouse. You've been wounded by babysitters, by coaches, by by uh, strangers, by bullies at school. Let's start forgiving those people. And I really want to start with forgiving your father for starters. Yes, there's mother wounds out there too. You may have to forgive your mother. You may have to forgive siblings, whomever. Let's start the forgiveness process. And guys, you are going to be able to live life fully and abundantly like we're called to do. And it's such a beautiful thing to see when a, when a man lives like he should. And that's how we can start becoming the great men and fathers and husbands that we're meant to be so that we can turn this world around so that the curses that are happening right now can turn into blessings because yeah. we're blessing our children through our own healings. So I'm a, I'm a practical guy. So like, so somebody realizes, first of all, they have to realize they have the wound, but let's say they do. And they're like, okay, cool. I, I'm going to get the book. That, that's a one, one thing I can do. I can go on a, yeah. on a retreat like you yes. did, right? Um, yep. What are some other ideas? Like someone's like, I have this, I built this stone around my heart. And I don't know, I mean, I would imagine in your case, it was pretty instantaneous. It was pretty quick weekend, boom, you come back a new man. I would imagine for a lot of people though, it's a slow chipping away at it. So what is your top 10 list or different things that you would suggest people to do to be fully healed? I and- mean, yeah, because the whole forgiveness thing, that's, that's I was key, thinking, I would think yeah. of, the, of all of that. And that's going to be the hardest step to kind of get yeah. over. I mean, I've heard, like you were saying, you put yourself in jail, you know, yeah, you wanted yeah. your dad to be in jail, but you were the one that was in jail because yeah. of the unforgiveness. Sure, I've heard right. it said this way. Unforgiveness is like drinking the poison, expecting the other person to die. Yes. So yes. true. You know, so yes. yeah, those practical steps and how you can yeah, get that. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give some practical steps and I just want to throw these quotes out there on forgiveness that we've heard from some fairly famous people like mother Teresa. She says, if we really want to love we must learn how to forgive. Louis B. Smeads said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. You know, kind of like we just talked about here, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Robert Muller says, to forgive is the highest, most beautiful form of love. In return, you will receive untold peace and happiness. And of course, our Savior, he talks about this to Peter when he says, Peter said to him, Father, or he said, Lord, if another of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? And Jesus says, No, 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 no. Not seven times, but seven times, 70 times seven, or or in some uh cases, 77 times. The idea yeah. is always and forever forgive for everything and anything. And 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 Tony and Joe. Let me ask you, how many people do you think are in heaven right now that have some unforgiveness in their hearts right now? None. None. You got that right. There's nobody in heaven that has any ounce of unforgiveness because 
it we get rid of that down here on earth or in purgatory we we get yeah. rid of any of those uh imperfections it and makes so you we must if, forgive yeah, it makes you wonder if some of the people who are stuck in purgatory yeah. are hanging on to that yes, forgiveness sure. which just brings you into pride and here yeah. we go yeah. yeah yeah so true some practicals guys of what people can do you know yes for me it was like a big time forgiveness thing that happened to me and and I've done some more forgiveness uh, later on in life. I've done that. I've realized, hey, I've, I've got to forgive this person or that person, or even myself. So that's happened too. And that's just part of our journey towards that uh, heavenly perfection. But some of the things that we can do besides, you know, not everybody gets the chance to go on a men's retreat with Dr. Bob Schutz. But there are inner healing prayer ministries with many uh, uh, Catholic churches around the country. So Check out your diocesan website. Uh, keep your eyes open in the bulletins for stuff like that. Um, you can uh, attend events that are held by the John Paul II Healing Center, which is Dr. Bob Schutz. That's his organization that he founded. Then they have retreats all over the country. So that's a possibility. Sometimes they're online retreats. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, just a day retreat, whatever. So that's a possibility. Um, sometimes there's healing masses within your diocese. Mm. I don't know if you guys ever gone to that. Sometimes that's a mm. lot of physical healing, but there can be emotional and, and, and spiritual healing in those as well. Uh, you know, go to that Catholic marriage and family uh, coach, you know, to, to get some help. <laughs> I mean, th there's a lot of great Catholic counselors and coaches out there. So there's a website, catholiccounselors.com. You could go there and check yep. that out. Um, a, a Catholic spiritual director, maybe a priest or someone who does spiritual direction, they can help you root out some of these bitter fruits, these bad fruits that you live with. And the biggest, bitterest fruit of all or, you know, leads to that deepest root, bitter root, is that unforgiveness root. So, so they can work through that. Uh, speaking to a close friend or a priest, um, you know, with your struggles in life and those in your life that you may not have forgiven. It's always yeah. good to to counsel with others or, or, or ask for counseling from just a good friend that you might have. Um, guys, I would attend Catholic men's conferences anytime you get. Miracles happen in these men's conferences. Unexpected things happen in these conferences for a lot of guys. So any chance you get, do that. Of course, the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Mm -hmm. our, our bishop here says, go once a month. And that's what I've been trying to do uh, as a man. And and you receive, it's the sacrament of healing. So many mm -hmm. times you can get healing. And, and confessing those sins of unforgiveness and resentment, you know, starts removing yep. those barriers as well. When you actually, you know, get rid of that pride and say, hey, you know, there's there's stuff I have that I haven't done. And that includes unforgiveness that, that, that I need to do. Hey, you here we go. Sac you mentioned the oh, sacraments of healing, the anointing of the sick. I mean, in a way, mm -hmm. I mean, these uh, this things, uh, talk, talk about a sickness, like right. the that care people carry with them. Uh, yes, there's physical healing there. Yes, someone has a surgery. I get that. Someone's about to prepare for death. I get that. But I mean, it, that would be, I don't see many priests saying, hey, come on up if you have a father wound, you know, you know, to be right. anointed. Have you ever heard that before? I mean, you're the guy on the topic. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That 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 can happen anywhere with, you know, anyone. Um, but that that sacrament of reconciliation, it's so power. It's it's been called more powerful than an exorcism. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. I think Father Chad Ripperger said that mm -hmm. that's powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a sacrament. An exorcism is not a sacrament. The sacrament of reconciliation, one of our seven sacraments. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine the grace behind that because it's a well, sacrament. I think a lot of the problems with like we said, or like you said at the beginning of the interview, is that most of these guys don't even know we have that wound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, how do we get past that machismo or that pride yeah. that we're holding on to? Oh, that to yeah. I'm doing it. fine. I don't need that. Yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't apply to me. Right. Yeah. Father wound. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that retreat was big. That was one of their biggest focuses at the very beginning was, you know, take down that facade that you, that mask that you wear, guys. Take it oh. down. You know, just be humble. You humility mm. is powerful. The most powerful human on earth yeah. is the mother of God, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her humility, it 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 it, it instills terror in demons. They they don't know what to do with it. And mm -hmm. so by us becoming humble, we can allow God to work within us. 
Um, just a couple other practical things, guys. My book, get my book, go through that 13-step process. You know, mm -hmm. it, it is powerful. It's worked. I, I've done it with my own family. We do a, we'll do a session where, you know, we just close our eyes and, and uh, just have some candles set up. And I walk my family through the 13 steps of forgiveness. Um, and then uh, Eucharistic adoration, that's powerful, where you can speak directly to Jesus and just talk to him about, you know, the things in your life. And, and he offers healing right then and there. So, so, so all that being said for the practical things, uh, Joe, I remember what I was, I was going to say that the Holy Spirit oh. told me to hold off on, and that is Colossians okay. 3.13. And that says, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Mm -hmm. So it's actually kind of a commandment. We must yeah. forgive. And like we said, no one in heaven has any any taint of unforgiveness whatsoever. So eventually we're going to have to forgive everyone of everything. So wow. let's just start now, huh? What do you yeah. say? Amen. Well, I mean, we say in the Our Father. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Us so trespasses, trespasses, we, we forgive, forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. If we don't forgive others, he's not going to forgive us. Mm. So, so we have to forgive. <laughs> That's right. Yep. The catechism <laughs> yeah, the catechism speaks on that, you know, the 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 section of the catechism that really specifically goes into the our father talks about that how if if we don't forgive how can the mercy from god come to us if we've closed our hearts to forgive others mm -hmm. and so we j just start forgiving guys just let, let's yeah. let's just sum it up and just keep it hey, simple yep keep it simple <laughs> that's right keep it simple yeah just keep it simple, stupid <laughs> that's right well i mean i like what you're talking about the men's one of these conferences and these retreats it's, there's something about being around a group of guys mm -hmm. who are all on fire for their faith, or maybe the newbies that are coming in that aren't quite there yet, but the, these new guys that come in who see these other men that are on fire for their faith and in love with Christ and just living it, there's something that opens that, that knocks those barriers down a yeah, lot right. easier, smoother. I'm not the only one, right? Exactly. I'm not yeah. the only one. Hey, I've known that guy for years. He's been a he's as tough as his nails and look at him, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's balling like a baby. Well, mm -hmm. what, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, right. Something about a group of guys being together, mm -hmm. you know, around a cooler or whatever that just seems to break barriers down. It sure does. And when, when you could talk about, you know, this book that I have here, the father wound and beyond it, it starts the conversation. Hey guys, guess what I went through as a child? It was pretty bad, you know, there and some of you guys have had it worse than I have. I can assure you of that. But let's just start this conversation. You know, I don't want yeah. to talk about the sports. I don't want to talk about the weather. Let's talk about what really makes us tick. What's going on in our hearts, guys? Because that's where yeah. Jesus wants to be within us. He wants to live within our hearts. And then we right. can be Jesus to others. So let's get this conversation going. Become the man, husband, and father we are meant to be opening up our hearts let's start this conversation you know what i'm saying oh yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and and when we get together and we're talking about the old days or whatever it is we always bring up dad mm. you know we're always talking about yeah. our dads or our grandfathers or yeah and i'll even step out and say the grandfathers are almost yeah. just as important as the dads mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my my dad is a huge influence on my kids and it, it's just that male influence and being alive in their faith that's just huge i mean it's just huge. yeah so true you know i should i should just you know before we end here i should talk about my relationship with my dad now there you go yeah so 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 when i was at that retreat i went to confession i did a lifetime confession you know one of those general confessions mm -hmm. where you think about mm -hmm. all the bad things you did in your life and you try to bring it forward and this priest asked hey what would you like for your penance and i I told him, I think well, it was me or he suggested, I forget who suggested it, but write a letter to your father. Mm. And so over the next week or two, I wrote that letter to my dad. It was a three and a half page letter. I said, dad, these are the times that I remember where you hurt me. These are the emotions I went through. These are the things that I felt, you know, the, the shame and the pain and the hurt and, and, and the anger and all that, dad. This is what happened during those moments, these specific moments that I mentioned. And dad, beyond all of that, I forgive you. And dad, I love you. 
And I wrote that in that letter. Mm. And, you know, it took him a few months to, to even acknowledge to me that he read that letter because I think it hit him so hard that he had no idea how much pain and that, that he had caused me. Sure. And, and he started, I could tell he started realizing that the mistakes that he had made and he would call me up and say, you know what, Bob, I'm sorry. I wasn't a better father, Bob. I wish I could have changed things. I wish I could have done things differently. And so he started realizing that he missed out on some things that, you know, we all do as fathers where we, we don't have that love that we need to have for our children. And now my relationship with my dad, we, we, there's been an incredible reconciliation that's taken place. And now I talk to my dad two, three, four times a week. And mm. we talk about anything and everything. And, you know, my relationship with my dad on a scale of one to 10, 10 being great as a child was maybe a one or two, mm. especially as a teen. But now my relationship with my dad is closer to a 10. You know, I, I want to get him That's to amazing. know him as, you know, and, and so it's just did a 180. My relationship has improved so greatly. And, and I, I told him several years ago, I said, dad, you know what? There's some things I'm talking in my, and when I go out speaking, there's some things that are not so good about you that I say that happened as a child that you did or failed to do for me. So dad, can I get your blessing for this apostolate, this ministry I have? He didn't say a word. He just made the sign of the cross over me, uh, giving wow. me his blessing. And you can imagine the humility he had to get to that point of humility to allow his uh, story to be told of his failings as a father. Sure. And my my dad's name is Robert or Bob also. Okay. So, so I'm like a Bob Jr. And the sure. thing is that uh, the name Robert means famous. Mm. And so that. I said, Dad, you're going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, of course, uh, I, you know, I, I said, that's that's what your name means. And you're going to be famous. And Famous for so, forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. And and mm -hmm. so now, you know, God takes those those painful moments in our lives and turns them into something better, something mm -hmm. good. And that's what Absolutely. he's done with my father and me. And I, guys, I was wounding my own children, my oldest, yeah. Kyle. We talk about this, that as a young father, I was wounding him just like my dad was had wounded me. And I, I made a vow to myself. I said, I'll never be like my dad. You know, when I was a mm. kid, I mean, I'll never be like my dad. And here I was, you know, if you judge those, yeah. you're going to turn into those that you've judged. Mm. And that's what was happening to me. And I was yeah. wounding my son. And so I, that retreat changed everything. And I turned my life around and thank goodness I did, because now I have a super relationship with my kids. And sometimes yeah. when I, 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 I mess up every now and then, and they'll tell me, Dad, you just gave me a father wound. <laughs> They're going to say that. Of course. So, turn so it's neat to you. see them, you know, as my two older ones are now married, and one is a father already, and and as my other boys, if they get married, then uh, they'll, they'll have this concept already embedded into their hearts and souls of the importance that a father is for their own children and what they need to do to show that love to them. I mean, we don't know the impact. We'll see it in heaven of you making the decision to go on that retreat and you come back mm -hmm. completely changed. And then this affects your marriage yep. and your children and your dad. And then your dad, I'm sure, reached out to your siblings and, and it just continues on. And now you're a speaker on it. And then the book and it's just like, whoa, you know, one decision makes a world of a difference. Right. Praise oh, God. Wow. Yeah. And you're talking about how your dad's going to be famous for this. I mean, even though it was a negative aspect, but God makes Great things happen out of the worst of applications. Good from evil. So, you know, it's like sin. You know, without sin, we don't wouldn't know what it was like to be forgiven. There you go. You know, I don't want to be grateful for it, mm. but I mean, at the same time, you kind of be grateful for this situation that he was allowed. My, I, I spoke in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, one time. My, and my dad was in the audience, unbeknownst to the other several hundred men that were there. Oh wow! And near the end of my talk. I asked the men in the audience, I said, are you the same guy you were 10, 20, 30 years ago? Raise your hand. Of course, not a hand went up because as we mature and, and become more, we grow in holiness, hopefully, we're not the same men that we were. We're not the same men that we were. 
that uh, we were several years ago, several decades ago. So I said to the guys after speaking not so kindly about the things about my dad in the past, I said, my dad is not the same man he was several years ago either. And guys, I'd like to introduce him to you right now. Dad, would you please stand up? And he stood up and it was dead silence in the room. And then the guys started clapping and clapping and cheering. And they gave him a standing ovation because he had the humility to, to allow this story to be told. And then the, the, the beautiful reconciliation and then healing that took place, that glory that took place because of our relationship now restored. Some of the guys out there that may not have a father anymore because maybe he passed away, maybe he moved on, maybe he left the family and there's not a relationship available anymore. You can still forgive your father. You you can go to his gravesite and, and leave a letter there or speak to him there. You can speak to him from your heart. Um, but still, just do the, do the great and offer that forgiveness. And I know it sometimes can take a while. Sometimes it's not easy to do. But God's grace, anything can be, anything can happen because with God, anything's possible. Amen. Uh, listening to this and hearing this story, I kind of think, you know, it's more than just father wounds. You, you, It could be daughters and their mothers, you know, mother wounds and yeah. stuff like that. Yes. Just practic- This practical advice can go much further than just guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is great. And I've, I can't thank you enough for this interview and this book. Yeah. How do we get your it. book? And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and find you. Got a website sure, and sure. all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, and Joe, just to add a little bit on what you just, what you just said there, um, you know, the book title, the father Wound and beyond that beyond part refers to the wounds that we've received from others and the forgiveness we can offer to others. That's, that's one of the two meanings of that and beyond part. The father wound and beyond can also mean let's get beyond our wounds and let's get to that great healing that God has in store for us to give us that taste of heaven. So, yeah. So where to get my book? You can go to Amazon. You can find my book there. I've got the ebook there. And I also have the print book on uh, it's in the uh, stage of pre-sale. If you want my book immediately, you can go directly to my website with all your heart dot org with all your heart.org to pick up the book when it's sent immediately awesome awesome it's a great read thank you so much yeah. bob yes appreciate it and all you do and yeah serving the lord and spreading the gospel thank you amen thanks bob again yeah, thank you so much guys for all you're doing you know i've seen i've seen your billboards you know and it's like awesome. you know jesus i trust in you and amen. all that all that great stuff you guys are doing so god bless you and all the fantastic work that you guys are doing too what an honor thank to you. be on your show here to talk to you ah come on <laughs> thank you bob yes Thanks, god bless for sure that. yes well appreciate it y'all check out bob's book yeah uh father wounds and beyond check it out on amazon and yeah, check out his website as well yeah. don't forget to like and subscribe and uh in the meantime be bold be real be catholic, catholic. God, bless. god bless